Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Junk Baller Podcast. As always, my name is Michael Greenwood, and I'm here with my good friend, who's also a Yankees fan, Kevin Otterbein. How are you, Kevin? I am good, sir. How yeah. are you? I'm doing all right. You know, the Phillies suck, but um, overall, do, Sixers won. I'm repping my Sixers gear right now. Now, Kev is a Brooklyn Nets fan, and I'm a Sixers fan. So right now, we're up one nothing, as the series pretty much should be, yeah. and how that is. I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping you'd say you're doing well because oh. I said I was doing good. Um, did I say good? No, you said you were doing all right. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not really doing well because the Phillies are lowering my self-esteem yeah. with everything. Uh, it's kind of getting me si- sidetracked yeah. uh, with but, everything. But, get, but, yeah, I'm good because even though the Nets lost, I expected it, and the Yankees won today, so I'm not too torn up about it. That's good. That's good. Um yeah, let me get into my fact real quick. Um, so we are recording on April 15th. And Kev, do you know what April 15th is in baseball? In MLB baseball world? Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Um, so April 15th is a very impactful day in baseball because it changed baseball for good. Indeed. Uh, uh, in, crap, what was the year? 1947. There you go. There you go. See? Good team right here. Um, so 1947, special player Jackie Robinson uh, changed color barrier in baseball, and he was the was he the he was the first African American baseball player. Now we're not counting the Negro leagues that were, mm-hmm. but now the Negro leagues are part of baseball history and baseball reference. All those stats, which is amazing, uh, should have been done a long time ago. Indeed. Um, but Jackie Robinson changed baseball for good and today is jackie robinson day and it's where everyone wears the number 42 everyone is jackie robinson and which is great because it's just a great um just representation of how far we've come in the baseball world and you know baseball is always the last one to you know change in, in a lot of ways you know we're always slow to um and changing things but that day you know, it, it just it feels it feels good to be a baseball fan on that day and, and watch everyone wear 42. Um, but I have some interesting facts of how it came to be. So in the 50th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day, Ken Griffey Jr., you ever heard of him? Who? <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. in 1997, on the 50th anniversary of Jackie Robinson, uh, he wore number 42. Mm-hmm. Now, he had asked Bud Selig before this to see if he could actually wear number 42 in honor of Jackie Robinson. And so when he called Bud Selig, Bud Selig was like, hey, why don't I call um, Jackie Robinson's wife? I believe it's his wife. Yeah. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. Uh, Yes. No, he asked the Robinson family. I'm sorry. Uh, And... When he asked the Robinson family, they gave him, yeah, sure. But what was great is that Bud Selig actually came back and said, hey, why don't we all wear 42 from now on? So Griffey was able to wear 42 that day. But then from now on, everyone on April 15th will wear number 42. And that's how it started. And it's great. It's yeah. honestly probably one of the coolest days in baseball. Um, you get to see every player white black 
Mexican, Asian, all not Mexican, Hispanic. Um, There's Mexican based. Well, yeah, I'm I'm talking more. I was trying to be more generic, like yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Um, And I think it's just awesome. I actually was talking with my brother today. I kind of want to get a Jackie Robinson jersey of like you know a Phillies with 42 on it, and I thought that'd be pretty cool. Well, I think it was also in 1997 as well that they retired the number 42 across Major League. Is that what they did too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. I technically have a 42 jersey, but it's not for Jackie Robinson. No, it's not. Who it's, was it the last player to wear? It was for Mariano Rivera, mm-hmm. yep. and he was the last active player to wear number 42 mm-hmm. before retiring in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And he chose it because of Jackie Robinson. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just a great day um, and just a great fact. You know, it's, you know, both of us being white, we don't know exactly what, you know, he went through back then because mm-hmm. just in a different time, but, like, you know, when I went to the Hall of Fame, um, and I saw some stuff there. Uh, it was just, I think his section was actually one of the coolest sections at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. The number 42 is a great movie. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish, I know, I know they were trying to focus on, like, the when he actually came up. I wish they went a little longer into his career, mm-hmm. but still a solid watch. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman does a great job playing mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. that's... 42 is up there with probably one of my top five favorite baseball movies. It's really good. Um, but yeah, Jackie Robinson Day. If you want more information and backstory on what a legend Jackie Robinson, also with the civil rights movement, he was very influential with that. Um, just a great guy. And Kevin and I were actually talking right before this that we should go visit the Jackie Robinson Museum and Foundation, which is in New York, um, which we were just at. Yep, and we didn't of. we didn't realize that we were that close to it. But what did we do last Wednesday, Kev? We went to a Yankees Phillies game at last in New York this time. Mm-hmm. In I've New been York. I've been to two or three Yankees Phillies games in Philadelphia, and it's not it hasn't been a bad experience for me. Um, I've always been treated fine by the Phillies fans, give or take a few people who are just you know. You're gonna have those kind of fans at every game, regardless. Yeah, we're um, we're losers. But 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 this time, I got to bring my Phillies friends along, mm-hmm. uh, th- so they can experience what it's like being on the other end mm-hmm. of being in a Phillies game at Yankee Stadium. Yep. And uh, so this was my first time at Yankee Stadium. Uh, I was really excited to go, even though we had to wake up early, skip a day of work, um, and it wasn't gonna be the best weather day. But it even was worse than what we had thought. It was supposed to be like 55, 60-ish degrees and cloudy. Um, but it happened to be 47 degrees and drizzling rain with a real feel of 42. Yeah. Uh, it was miserable, to say the least. The, the day before the game, warm, gorgeous. Sunny, Freaking gorgeous. degrees. The next day, same thing. Mm-hmm. The day we went, drizzly and rainy and windy and... I, I was like all bundled up by the end of it because I yeah. clearly did not dress warmly enough for Mm-mm. the game. JC's hands were like go, like purple, and we were kind of concerned. I was a little bit concerned about yeah. that. I was like, oh, he's not not that good. I was keeping score through the first like seven innings or so. I'm like, I can't keep my hands exposed. Yeah, anymore. I just kept my hands. In I went. I, w- I went through it. I decided yeah. to just. I was like, I'm. I, what's two more innings? I got to do this. I just yeah. got to do it. Um, but I'll give you my feedback for Yankee Stadium being a first time visitor. Sure. I really liked it. I thought it was, I was surprised how clean it was. I'm not sure because it was the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. but it was really clean. So kudos to them for that. 
I remember talking with you as we're walking through the concourse area that I kind of like the more open concourse uh, stadiums instead of the ones that kind of feel like the ceiling and the stands are closer to you. Um, so it kind of felt a little bit more cramped. It wasn't as wide of concourse as Citizens Bank Park is. Um, but overall, I liked it. I did like the outfield section a lot. I kind of wish, I kind of want to go out there and sit in the bleachers with some of the fans one of these times. Um, you know, maybe next, next, uh, not next year, because probably the Phillies don't play next year in New York, maybe. I don't know how MLB is doing it with it, but um, I really liked Yankee Stadium. I thought it was, it was clean. It was, it felt bigger than what I thought. It, you know, it's, oh, it's a big place. I know it yeah. seats like 55 or something close. 51,000. Yeah, something like that. And, but it felt bigger, even though the outfield is a joke. That's my take on it because <laughs> Carlos Correa hit two home runs last night that shouldn't have been home runs. Um, yeah. But recap the Phillies lost. We, Yay. we suck. Um, it was a good pitching matchup with Cole and Nola. Nola, you know, I think he's adjusting the pitch clock, but overall, it was a good pitching matchup um you know phillies were struggling to hit um but overall i liked yankee stadium i it's better i was trying to figure out if it was better than city field it's they're close because that's where the for me they're kind of close to each other in that regards but um and then we also got um cat's deli and that was fan freaking tastic oh my gosh what are the very good so good. Uh, what what I have? Um, pastrami. Yeah, pastrami. pastrami. I, had, I had the brisket. I mean, they're they're like twenty five dollars sandwiches. Yeah, 20 but They give you a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, yeah. So he, it was expensive, but really good. Um, you know, even JC, who uh, who's gluten free, he enjoyed it. The, he didn't have the bread, uh, but the meat was fan. Oh my god, it was amazing. And I got heckled a little bit wearing my Philly stuff. Uh, but I, I threw it right back because uh they were like, Oh yeah. And then I was like, Well, at least we went back to the series before you guys, and then they didn't have a response for that one. <laughs> um but uh yeah. And then we got some pizza at some places after the game. Um really, really fun day, even though it's better for you because the Yankees won. Um Yeah, I just wish uh we got to go on a better day because I would have liked to have shown you around a bit more. Yeah. I feel like because of the weather and because we didn't get there as early, uh, we kind of had to rush around just to walk around the ballpark a bit before finally getting back to our seats. Yeah. Um, because we wanted to explore Monument Park a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that and also just like I wanted to hang out in the bleach area a bit more. Like you said, I definitely want to go back there. Yeah. It's a fun place. Yeah. Um, Yankees do everything big there, which is probably why you have that experience of having this place being so big. Yeah. It's just like, it's supposed to be an homage to the old stadium. Like you have the facade going around mm-hmm. the upper deck like they did. It in was the gorgeous. Old place. It yeah. was gorgeous looking. I'll say that. Yeah. It was really nice looking. Yeah. Um, when we took the subway in, and that was my first time on the New York subway. Not so gorgeous. Not so gorgeous. Um, and <laughs> Kev was a tour guide for sure. And if we had lost, if, if JC and I had lost him for some reason, we would have been stranded somewhere because he was, Kev was just booking from one place to another. And I'm like, Kev, you, you can't go too far. <laughs> otherwise, we're going to get lost. You just yeah. can't. But uh, Kev knew exactly where we needed to go every step of the way, which train, which transfer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I definitely, I definitely want to go to Yankee Stadium again. Um, you, you talked about that I should go to, uh, Yankees Boston series. Yes, you should. But I feel like I should go when Boston's a little more competitive. Yeah. Cause right now I feel like you guys kind of just have, 
you I'm, know? I'm telling you, I went to Yankees Red Sox games in 2003, 2004. That energy, there is nothing mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Um, totally recommend. I know for you it might be a bit rowdy. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't mind the rowdiness of. I mean, when I was at the World Series game, like we were, there was a lot of heckling, and yeah. uh, the championship game with the Padres. Uh, oh, I don't know if you've seen Yankees Red Sox kind of heckle. No, I, c- I can imagine there's probably a lot more vul- a lot more vulgar. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, vocabulary. Yeah, probably not like you said as much now because the Red Sox aren't too good. But yeah. when both teams are good, it's and the th- hard thing is that I'd be rooting for the Red Sox too, which I don't like doing, but I don't like. I like the Red Sox more than the Yankees, even though liking the Red Sox is not really high on my list either. <laughs> now I'd go to a, I'd go back to um, Camden to watch the Yankees Baltimore game because oh, I because Baltimore is my second favorite team. Yeah, uh-huh. Yankees played in Camden right after yeah. uh, right after that series, mm-hmm. and I guess that's when we'll get into our team talk. Yeah, because there's a bit to catch up on. It's been. Two and a half weeks, I think, or it, maybe a yeah, little over two weeks since been, our last podcast. It's been a little bit, uh, you know, it's been two weeks into the season. We recorded on opening day. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, we're recording on April 15th, so the Yankees just finished up their game against Minnesota. 6-1 win. Uh, Armand had an unusually good game, which he needed. Um, there was a bit of controversy that has yet to be resolved um, in between innings. Uh, umpires have been checking the hands of the pitchers to determine if there's any substances that will help with the grip of the ball, which you can't do. Uh, you mean like spider tech? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So like in between innings of today's game, uh, there was an umpire who was looking a bit extra at his hands today. Um, but instead of reprimanding him for what may or may not have been any substances, he was just telling him to wash his hands. And that got the twins, you know, in a mood. And Rocco Badelli, the twins manager, got ejected. Wait, they just told him to wash his hands? Yeah, it was just like, you should wash your hands better, wipe your hands off better, something like that. What? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, if there was actually substance on his hands, he should be thrown out and suspended. Yeah. So why would but they? Was his hands just dirty from the dirt? I, I, I He's guess. playing a sport. <laughs> I guess that's in the dirt and the grass outside. Like, I mean, like I, I would argue. What is that, this with the hygiene and baseball? What is this? But I, I mean, it was like that. That's why I would be thinking. But they were, they were huddling for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But maybe it was nothing. But yeah, that's just something to keep. Well, you guys are off to a better start. Than yes, the Phillies. We're off to a better start. Um they're they're holding steady right now. Um just with the starting pitching. Cole has been magnificent. Yeah, I um, think he's been the best pitcher in baseball, honestly. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, watching him at at the game we went to was just a master class. Yeah. Um Clark Schmidt has a little bit to work on. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to transition from a relief pitcher to a starting pitcher, but he's been struggling. Yeah. Uh, so is Armand until this last game. He threw almost six innings of perfect ball this afternoon, which also adds to the maybe he had a substance on his hand or not <laughs> kind of <laughs> argument because he hadn't been pitching that good. He's um, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Brito's been a nice surprise. Um, except for except when he pitched for, for my fantasy team. I literally gonna, just picked him up, and all of a sudden, oh, negative 19 as soon as I check my freaking fantasy, and then negative 21 when he got the loss added to it. So it, I'm never picking a freaking Yankee pitcher on my fantasy it, team it's anymore. Gonna happen. It's going to happen. That Gosh. was his first bad start. Hopefully he can bounce back. Ruin my entire um, strategy on fantasy. Uh, offense has been pretty steady. Volpe has been a nice surprise. As a rookie, he's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He had three stolen bases today. Oh, oh, first since Ichiro to have 
three or more stolen bases in a Yankees game. It's a good name to be associated with. Yeah, I keep forgetting that Ichiro was a Yankee. <laughs> I guess most people like to forget that he was. Yeah, no, it's kind of yeah. like when you see certain players, you're like, they don't belong in that uniform. Yeah. No, <laughs> Ichiro does not belong in um, a Miami Marlins or a Yankee uniform yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, Judge hitting great, um, Stan hitting bombs. Uh, so, yeah, they're just holding steady. Uh Keep holding that until the rest of the starting rotation comes back. Yeah. So overall, I'm pretty content. How about your fills? Oh, gosh. As I'm, uh, okay, I'm watching right. We're watching the Phillies game right now. They're playing Cincinnati, and we just missed turning a double play. So uh, I am really frustrated with this team, to say the least. I'll keep it sane right now because every time I watch, I watch every game. I want to watch every game. I stay informed. I just, it's my favorite thing to do. They are making me dread watching this team. This team is the fourth highest payroll, I believe, in baseball. Obviously, we're missing Reese and we're missing Bryce. And uh, we don't have Suarez either. But this team just doesn't look like they have it. They look incomplete almost and like lethargic in a lot of ways. Now, they got the win last night, um, stopping the three-game losing streak. But they, I think it was, they were second in average I think it was a couple days ago. They were second in average and third in on-base percentage, but 22nd in runs. And during their three-game losing streak, I think they were like one for 19 with runners in scoring. They had left like, uh, I can't remember, but they had left so many people on base. It's the little things that add up. You know, like last night we actually did a good job. You know, JT had a runner on third with one out, and he had a sack fly instead of, you know, grounding in down to third baseline, you know, he made a fly ball, which is good. Fundamental baseball, you know, what the Rays were doing, fundamental baseball, you know, they bunted with, uh, with bases loaded or something like that. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. I love that. Um, but yeah, right now the Phillies, they're struggling. Um, starting pitching hasn't been great. We haven't gotten a pitcher into the seventh inning. <sighs> Again, I'm trying to keep myself sane here. It's so frustrating. You think this is just kind of like a temporary World Series slump right now, beginning the season? I think it's a little bit of uh, not having everyone in the lineup that they thought they would have at the beginning of the season. You know, Reese, Reese, I think, is a big factor in that. Right. I think yeah. they're starting to see, like, man, we really wish we had Reese in this lineup kind of as, like, our... You know, he was in the, he's the kind of like the foundation that started this. Um, so that I think that is kind of dampening their spirits. And... I think the pitching, the Wheeler and Nola, who are not fans of the pitch clock, are adjusting to that. Um, now, Nola's pitched better than the first outing that he had, but even the last outing, he kind of got in a little bit of trouble. Um, and even Wheeler, like, they just have, like, these one bad inning, one bad innings after a while, and it's frustrating. So I I think we'll be okay, I think. But right now, I'm, it's not fun watching this team right now. Um and I'm like, why did I pick this to be the year that I go and travel to go see these this team in different stadiums? Like, I just bought. I told you, I just because bought. you're a real fan. Yeah, but it, but is it really helping my mental health at all to go tr- pay money and fly to a different city to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna sit for two and a half, three hours and watch this team ab- and be absolutely miserable? But you're going to one of those places is Colorado, correct? Out to Denver, which I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. I am really excited about. It. So I've been to Denver once before, um, and I kind of just uh, wanted to. Denver was on the list of possible ones that I could do, and I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Found a good flight. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled because I didn't buy one that's re- uh, refundable. Um, Going to do that with Chicago, too. Um, I think I'm buying Chicago this week. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, 
again, this oh god, Costi, jeez. <laughs> um, Phillies got out of the first inning. Yeah, that was um, yeah. So it's overall, I'm a little frustrated with this team. It's they're just hard to watch. They need to put it all together. They need to get on like like a two or three game win streak, winning and do the small things. Um, I think they have a good shot against the Reds. You know, the Reds aren't the best team, um, but again, it's the Phillies. So you just played the Reds and didn't they win the series? Uh, yeah, two out of three. Yes, but they should have won three out of three. They should have swept them. They got they blew the save. Oh my gosh! Saturday, that was a uh, yeah, that okay. was on Cincinnati. Again, it's just tonight. the small things. Oh, by the way, our bullpen leads the league in walks. It's fantastic. I'm giving yeah. a thumbs up. Yeah, he's giving me a thumbs up. It's fantastic. It's you can just. You, I'm so stressed about this team. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we don't have a closer right now. So. It, but you're winning. It, we I, are winning. Yeah. yeah, we are winning. But the when the games are close, it's a bit nerve wracking. Yeah. Well, same here because apparently we have Kimbrel going to be our closer now instead of Alvarado, who's literally striking out every single batter. Um, I mean, Kimbrel used to be one of my favorite players, but he's not the Kimbrel of old. You know, he's not. Uh, I think they're trying to get him the three hundred, whatever, a milestone save or something like that for Kimbrel. I mean, the, the nature of the closer in general is just so finicky. Um, yeah, it's changed so I, much recently too. It's changed so yeah. much. I mean, that's why I've. Gone to appreciate going back to Mariano Rivera, appreciate him more and more because he was someone who was consistent over that whole time and one pitch, the same quality. Yeah, one he, pitch. He had that breaking ball that everyone knew was coming. They still couldn't hit it. Um, Did you consider a cutter a breaking ball? It's just a cut fastball. I mean, it cuts, it, it, it cuts but it's not a breaking ball. It, a breaking it, ball it, is no, it, but it breaks enough. It's not like well, okay. I gotta look this up. I gotta look up definition of a breaking. Well, ball. while you're doing that, um, I mean. You don't want closers going into extra innings all that often, which is <sighs> what happens sometimes if you have bad closers and they blow leads. Mm-hmm. Um, so baseball has been looking into the extra inning problem for a while. Oh, can I give you the definition of breaking ball real quick? Can you let me do my transition no, first? No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, do your transition. Yes. No, <laughs> get, no go ahead. Too late. I, okay, so yeah. this is just the Wikipedia definition, so I want to look it up. In baseball, a breaking ball is a pitch that does not travel straight as it approaches the batter. It will have a sideways or downward motion on it, sometimes both uh, a slider. Breaking ball is not a specific pitch by that name, but it is any pitch that breaks, such as a curveball, slider, screwball. A pitcher who primarily uses breaking ball pitches is often referred as a junk baller. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Shout out. Wikipedia shouting us out. Um, oh, you got off of Wikipedia? Yeah, that's just my Wiki- That's just the Wikipedia. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I know. So anyone can write that, you know. Yeah. But I don't see Cutter there, so... Here, let us know in the comments. Do you think a cutter is considered a breaking ball, or do you consider it a fastball? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I'll put that on Instagram yeah. or something like that. All right. Kev's wrong so, about the cutter. Yeah, Kev's yes, wrong no. about the cutter. Yes, and also yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, going back to the topic at hand, uh, we wanted to discuss another topic about changing baseball, and one of that is related to the time length of game mm-hmm. and one of the problems that mlb has been having is the glut of extra inning games mm-hmm. and you know no one likes saying through extra inning games especially the long the super super I super do. i do free baseball me too yeah but most people don't yeah they're worthless. especially when you go 13 14 mm-hmm. after you go after the 12th inning you're it's, i think it's uh for me i think it's the 15th inning for me i think that's when i'm like all right let's move let's get yeah. it done yeah I think the Yankees, I remember there was a Yankees Red Sox game that went 
18 or 19 innings years ago. There was a Mets Cardinals that went 20, it almost went 20 innings. I think it might have went 21 or 22. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, that's but too it was long. A, it was a that's long game. Long. That's too long. It was a long game. Uh, it's a great story. It's, yeah. a, it's a great story. You're like, oh, man, they went 20 innings. Holy crap. Yeah. But for the pace of play type of stuff, yeah. yeah. Okay. Continue. Uh, yep. So uh, one of the rule changes that MLB has been proposing is the idea of, hey, let's try and get runs to score faster. That way the game will be able to end quicker and you don't have to have people staying around for four, five, six hours in the ballpark. Uh, with that, during the COVID-19 pandemic, there was an extra emphasis on having these games end shorter for health and safety concerns. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, uh, they added what is called the automatic runner or what is popularly known as the ghost runner. We've also seen names like... Zombie runner. The zombie runner, uh, the, the Manfred runner. Apparently the invisible runner, the as invisible I looked at invisible runner. <laughs> but baseball's, de- baseball's official definition is the automatic runner. Um, Doesn't sound right. Automatic runner just doesn't sound. That's right. what it says here. I got the website right up here. Uh, Automatic runner, even though their heading says designated runner. So even who knows if that's even. <laughs> wow, right. MLB's got to work on their branding. <laughs> they do. This isn't even enough. This is from like 2021 or 2022, but the rule's still the same. Okay. So uh, what they've been doing, what Ghost Runner is, is that beginning in the tenth inning, a runner will be added on second base to start the inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the player who's chosen to play at second base will be the batter that immediately precedes that half innings leadoff hitter mm-hmm. or a pinch runner. Yeah. So say the seven hitter in the order is due to lead off. Mm-hmm. The six hitter will be the one on second base. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happens there is that say the seven hitter gets a base hit uh, and scores him. Uh, an earned run will not be charged to the pitcher, which was an interesting fact for me. I think I like that rule because like it's that not; too. it should not be going on his earned run average because it's not. He didn't allow that runner to get to second base. Yeah, that was one of my initial criticisms of the rule was because I wasn't sure if it counted or not, and mm-hmm. if it counted, I'm like, wow, that's terrible. It counts as a run. It counts but, as a run, but, but not, not an earned earn run, so it doesn't hurt his ERA, yeah. which is important. That's because, a big difference. Yeah, because yeah. you could have see if you had ten extra inning games. And this pitcher comes in on all these games, and he allows you know seven seven out of the ten to score, but you know his, his ERA is going to be inflated. But he didn't allow that to happen, so I think that's the, that's my one yeah. thing that I think is good, especially since second base is technically considered a runner in scoring position. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. a lot easier to score from second base if you just hit a ball at the middle, mm-hmm. you score the run, and that's not really on the pitcher because he didn't allow that runner on base in the first place. Correct. Uh, so they implemented in 2020, uh, they said it was just going to be temporary. I knew right then though, that I didn't think it was going to be in 2021. They renewed it. They're like, Oh, you know, there's still COVID stuff going on. We want to make sure if anything changes, we might need to lock down. We might need to cancel some games again, just get people in and out of the ballpark. 2021 goes and they're like, let's implement it for 2022. Just as a temporary measure though. Because there's still some... I don't know exactly what the reason was for 2022. But I think we all saw the reason, really. Yeah. Because I think it was just a test run for the full season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make sure that something that they can implement for this season, where this is the first year where the Ghost Runner is now something that's permanent. Mm-hmm. So now, starting this year, uh, whenever a game goes to extra innings, there's going to be a runner on second base. Dumb. To start the 10th. Dumb. 
dumb. And the eleventh and the twelfth are the ghosts. Dumb, are. dumb. With this new pit, with this new pace of play, pitch clock stuff, they don't need it. But we, it's it was in the postseason last year. Yeah. Wait, because there was that eighteen inning game, the Mariners won, right? Crap, I don't remember that. I do remember the, that game. I don't remember if they had the extra inning, the uh, extra inning apply. Yeah, because in the twenty twenty postseason, they didn't have the ghost runner there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So general, general idea. You don't like it? No, I think it's a cheap run. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, because you just place a runner on second base, and odds are that that runner is going to score. You have three opportunities, and like I said earlier, a ground ball at the middle, uh, a couple fly balls to deep left or mm-hmm. somewhere in the outfield, The run that run's going to score. Mm-hmm. And that's not on the pitcher, even though it's kind of his responsibility because he still gets credited for a run, doesn't he? Uh, y- yes, he gets credited for a run. Because he gave it up, mm-hmm. even though it's he gave not it up. earned. Yeah, it's not earned. Um, and I just think... It's more of a systemic problem for me, and the problem is more foundational, is that baseball with the rule changes, and we'll go over all of them in future podcasts, mm-hmm. but my general vibe is that it's yet another rule to appeal to fans or the general public who are never going to watch baseball yeah. ever in their lives. Mm-hmm. I was oh, talking... jeez. Holy crap, Will Myers. Oh, my gosh. Did well, he hit that in the second... He yeah, second, that second deck home run. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, so uh, Stram just gave up the home Strom. run. Strom. Strom, sorry. N- yeah. Gosh, uh, that's a great ball. I want to get go to that ballpark. I actually looked up tickets to see how expensive it would be to fly to Cincinnati, but too expensive right now. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I, I just think, because, for example, I was talking about my podcast with coworkers at work. <laughs> what the heck? They're, they put a Viking costume on after the home run. These freaking celebrations are getting absurd. Uh, oh, they've been doing a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Like the wheel, they're, wheeling, they're ar- wheeling around the, yeah. the player in the, the wheelbarrow and I, I'm adding all f- chains and crowns and robes. I'm like. all for the celebrations, but that was just funny <laughs> to see. They put a freaking Viking helmet on him and a freaking cape, uh, like a robe. Okay. Sorry. Sidetrack. That was that was just so weird to look at. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just repeating the same thing anyway. Like, just so I talk with the coworkers. Yeah, and you know, even with the rule changes, they're still not watching baseball. Yeah, no, it's not their it's not their speed. No, and while the pace, the time, and the games have gone down for sure. Yeah, um, I still don't know how much of an appeal it's going to have the people outside baseball. So I think the ghost rule, the ghost runner, is one of those examples where it's like. We need to get butts in the seats. We need eyes on the television. And we need to make these games shorter because the attention spans of people are too short now. It's not mm-hmm. a fast-paced sport like, say, basketball is or football mm-hmm. is where you're constantly moving yeah. and plays are constantly happening. That's why they're so popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my take on it, if you didn't hear me say dumb like 15 times, yeah. I think it's dumb. <laughs> um with the new pace of play, with the pitch clock, everything being faster, offense is up. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into that when we talk about the pitch clock. But the offense is up. I think because of that, we shouldn't have the ghost runner. This would be my idea. You play to the 12th inning. You know, regular rules. Regular, like, you know, no, no runners on second base to start the inning. If you don't score by the 12th inning... You have the home run derby. 
and we've talked about this with a couple of our friends about ideas of how we could, you know, end games faster. But I feel like you should, you know, most of the games end in the tenth or eleventh inning with the Ghost Runner. Uh, for as far as we know, did you did you have any statistics on that when you were looking it up? I I know that I, I know I the saw. the general idea is that they normally end in the uh, the tenth or eleventh, but well, I, I'm looking at an article here where in between 2018 and 2019 there were seven, 76 games that went beyond the 12th inning. Since the rule was implemented, and this rule this is a time frame of 2020 2021. There was five. See exactly, I was completely right. Here's the thing. With the new rules, you just get rid of it and let them play because it's faster. So there's more offense and let them play, let them win like old school way. If you don't get past, if you get uh, to the 12th inning, have the home run derby. You know, have just have it's fun. It's, you know, Ghost Runner is not fun. You got the runner on second base. I know each pl- team gets the same amount of the same chance, you know, but you know, you can start a rally just with, with that. I'd rather see a home run derby. And I know that might be a little weird to see, but I think that's more entertaining and would actually get people to watch the sport instead of just putting just a random player on second base. You're like, oh, yeah, that's the ghost runner. You know, let's actually have some home run competition, you know? And it would incentivize a team to go. Uh, one of our friends, Taylor Hernandez, has had this idea where you just have one, like, juiced <laughs> player. Oh, what, what, what we call him? We had a name for him. Oh, he, he, was the, he was the mule? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have plenty. That's a good, that's going to be a good <laughs> podcast for sure. Um, but, you know, have the team, you know, five, five swings or five, uh, you know, keep it short. You don't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a 10 minute at bat, you know, as how many home runs you can hit. Just have five swings. You know, if you, if you ever watch the home run derby and you have five swings and the five home runs, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The home run derby is one of my top things that I want to go to when it's in Philadelphia in 2026, I believe. Yes. Um, for the, was it 200, 250th yeah. anniversary mm-hmm. declaration yeah. of independence? I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. That's my take on it. I don't like the ghost runner. It does shorten the game. I admit that. It, it does shorten the game in terms of what they're, it's accomplishing their goal. It's just a dumb way to accomplish their goal. And that would be my way to fix it. Home run derby after the 12th inning. So it would be like the baseball equivalent of, say, hockey, where you have like an overtime shoot, quote Yeah, unquote, shootout. Or and a, if you don't want to complete it in that overtime, you have a shootout. Yeah. Or like ex- soccer. Yeah, like soccer. Absolutely. Because that's. Th- if soccer was just penalty kicks or something like that, it's entertaining. That's I hate soccer, but that's entertaining. Same thing with a shootout in uh, in hockey. That's entertaining, and people watch that part. Yeah. Um, so that would be my take on it. And people, you can ask me all that type of stuff about the Ghost Runner. I mean, we've ta- you and I have texted back and forth how dumb it is. Oh, like, everything we've said here, we've talked about before. Just now, we're bringing it to you guys. I'm still surprised when I, you know, I'm like, oh, extra innings, and then I see the ghost run- the ghost runner. I'm like, how the heck did you get that? I'm like, ah, oh, freaking ghost runner. Yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> it's freaking. Ugh. Yeah, you can't tell. I'm a little pent up with everything right now. I'm just. Uh, you it's know, okay. Yeah. So in, in the nose. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously when we're done this, please comment on the Ghost Runner stuff. I know we're not done talking about it, but feel free to comment on what you think about the Ghost Runner, whether any ideas that you have on it, um, whether you like it, whether you don't like it. You know, Do you think a home run derby should happen? Do you think that you know a home team should get advantage because they are the home team or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my general impression is that here, here's my thing. Baseball has been pushing really hard for the new rules and how good they've been. Now, 
there are I'm not gonna say there's it's all negative. Mm-hmm. I mean the if you've seen the pace of play and how fast games are going, they're down a great deal. And I'm like, wow, this game's over already. Sandy Alcantara with an hour and 57-minute shutout. Yeah. That was impressive. That's like something you'd see from baseball 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. A game under two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's not... I, like, the impression I'm also hearing from other people, too, is like, oh, everyone loves it. Then I go to, like, the comments section of all these different feeds and... All the everybody hates it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's kind of like a, an adjustment. It's because they really want to. People, baseball has a big publicity department. They want to bring people in. They want mm-hmm. people to watch the games. And yeah. We do too. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a poll. You know, this is obviously a completely different topic because about the pace of play because this involves the pitch clock. Um, but I think I saw a poll. It was either John Boy or Barstool. I can't remember which one it was. But it was like, do you like the new pace of play? Do you like the pitch clock and how it's affecting? I think it was 86% liked it. And I was like, I was surprised. And then the comment section underneath was, uh, which was complete opposite of what you were viewing, I think. So like, there was like people that don't like the pitch clock and it's like old white men or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's me. Yeah, I'm, that, just a, yeah. I'm just an old white guy because I, like, I don't like the pitch clock. But that's, that's a completely different podcast. Um, yeah. I don't like the Ghost Runner. I just, it's not fun. No. It's really not. It's really frustrating because it's oh, cheap. It, 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 yeah, happened at the Phillies game uh, two, two, three games ago. Um, Phillies, Phillies blew it obviously to get to the extra innings. Uh, but Kimbrel came in. I'm trying to remember this. So Kimbrel wasn't the start of the tenth inning, but he came in with I think one out, and. I just can't, gosh, I can't remember anymore. But it it lo- the Phillies lost because of it, and then we didn't execute properly once we had uh, uh, we're losing because freaking Christian Pache came up and broke his bat on a bloop freaking pop up to the third baseman instead of bunting the guy over. Pache's one of the worst hitters I've ever seen. Maybe not one of the worst hitters, but he's bad. Uh, I don't know why he didn't bunt him over there. I just, I just don't. He can't hit. Get him, get him over, and he can possibly beat out the bunt too. Um, but I, I just remember, uh, when we, Kimbrell came in, I think with one out runner on second, just base hit. And I'm like, but it's, I know you're like, oh, uh, there's some people like, well, you just got to get them out, you know? But I'm like, yeah, but they didn't allow that person to get no. on base. Like it, that's different. And, like, and that's my main beef. It's a yeah. cheap run. Yeah. It's, a it's cheap really cheap. Runner. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cheap. And, and I'm not, and I'm not going to say that the people who have won that way have won illegitimately, but there, it, there is like a sense where it's like, well, we didn't come all the way back to win in the extra innings. It's just like, oh, we had the runner on second base. And yeah. We got the run pass. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I know, I know my dad doesn't like it. I think it's, I think he says it's a dumb idea. Um, and I, I would want to hear more from general fans not more diehard fans like hey what do you think about this because i imagine they're probably like all right they don't really care about it but the thing is because they don't really know the interest 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 no that's not the right word i'm gonna stop myself from saying sounding dumb uh kind of like the ins and outs of baseball yeah um well i mean just the general public too i guess just people who don't watch baseball yeah so often like if i bring my sister in like what would she think yeah like, kind of well, deal yeah what how'd that guy get there oh yeah, yeah no they just they just put him there yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why? Yeah. They start. They they tested this out in the minors. I remember them doing that out, um, and they liked it. But I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many rules that I'm, you know, there's the they're thinking about 
uh, making the mound further away to help the hitters. I'm like, no, that will ruin pitchers. Or like when, uh, who is it that was like running the first, there was like a problem at first base and the runner got in the way. And there was people in the comments being like, oh, we should add that extra bag like you do like in Soul, Soul Pitch Salt. Like, yeah, Hell like that no. <laughs> yeah, oh like my that, Yeah, like that orange bag. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, that's the mindset now. It's like, there's something that's slightly broken. Oh, let's add a new rule and change things up. No, just because one yeah. thing happens does not mean you add a new rule. Kind of like, so this goes off of, remember when Buster Posey got hurt? He got leveled. Yes. And then they were like, oh yeah, we can't have this anymore. I can't have catchers being leveled. I see that. But it definitely changed how baseball was played, and yeah. it's a less contact sport at home plate. Obviously, you know, home plate's the only time, but you would see giant collisions like that. And Posey was out for the entire year. It was a very devastating injury. Um, and the rule change was happening because of that. Um, so I'm, I'm indifferent on that one, but there, that was an instance of yeah. that happened. They changed the rule right away. Yeah, they they didn't blink. They didn't blink. It was just quick right away. Now we can't have that. No. Same thing with when Utley broke. Um, uh, Flores was it Flores from the Mets? He broke his leg sliding into Will, second base during was the. Was it Wilmore? Yeah, Wilmore Flores. Flores. Yeah, I think that was him. You know, he, he Utley slid in kind of hard. You know, I'm I'm biased because it's Chase Utley, but Utley definitely did slide in hard. Uh, but he didn't go over the bag if I remember. He just slid in hard to second base. Yeah, it was a late slide, but he slid in hard. Uh, and then he broke Wilmore Flores' leg, and then that rule was changed, just like that. Yeah. So maybe someone like look at what happened with O'Neill Cruz. Like he, he broke his ankle, um, but he was kind of he could, he couldn't take out the catcher, and the catcher is not supposed to block the plate, and the catcher gave him a lane, but he slid really he was did a really bad job sliding, and he got hurt because of it, and almost the catcher almost got hurt too. It looked like he was gonna get hurt. Uh, so with these new rule changes, like there's sometimes where people are trying to avoid the rule from being broken so that way they don't get in trouble and they're getting hurt because of it. Yeah. Yeah. This, that's the one instance where I'm okay with those kind of rule changes because people's health is more important to me than the baseball. Oh yeah. No, I completely. Yeah. Like with Buster Posey when he got hurt or Flores with the Mets, you go back to like, you know, that one famous, Pete Rose collision at home plate. Yeah. You did that in the All-Star yeah, game. Yeah, the All-Star game, yeah. And that altered that whole guy's career. Yeah. Like, it separated his shoulder, I think. Yeah. And I don't want to see that happen. Wait, so. wasn't... That wasn't Bochi, was it? No, no. The Bochi one was in the 1980 NLCS. Yeah. That okay. was different. Yeah. Pete different. Rose's was in the All-Star game, like, before that. Yeah. And that was that was nasty. Yeah. That was nasty. Rose just leveled Bochi. I think it was yeah. Pete Rose's birthday yesterday, as far as I remember. Yeah. They should bring him in the Phillies pot. Uh, broadcast so i missed that i missed that and i really wish i didn't because i heard it was it was so awkward i heard it was was terrible okay (laughs) everyone's like yeah it was bad i'm like um but you have any more on the ghost runner obviously we both do not like it as if Um, we haven't made that clear uh ghost runner i don't like it you're gonna realize that uh i'm gonna be one of those old men that uh yeah, features talks about on Twitter where I wear like the sunglasses and the shaved head, and I'm mm-hmm. driving a Mercedes and in my midlife crisis at some point. Wow, it's only ten years away. It is. I'm thirty. <laughs> You're gonna be driving Mercedes shaved head in ten years? No, I was about to say. No, though I'll be like that guy that people see in the podcast saying, you know, yeah. everything sucks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I kind of, I'm kind of already there too. Everything does suck. Yep. But yeah, so that's our that's our Ghost Runner topic for the day we don't like it let us know in the comments i'll probably put something out on instagram uh 
you know, asking for you guys' opinion on it. Um, you know, and I would love for suggestions on what we could change about that rule moving forward. Yeah. You know, if, if I, we could, you know, I, I, my vote is for the home run derby. I, I like that. You I, like I, that? I, I like that proposal. Yeah. Um, because I feel like baseball is this most exciting when you have that energy. Which yeah. The home run. Ex- exactly. And Not too many. Yeah. But I feel like it's enough. Yeah. And now I, I don't know exactly if it would be like a home run derby where the opposing pitcher is pitching because I don't think I think it would just have to be like classic like all star type vibe home run derby where you just like yeah throw it because then you have to have a good pitching coach yeah that or a good um, batting practice coach to do it so like it, it adds more weight to it instead of just winning because Pete Alonso won two million dollars over two home run derby championships but this is actually win loss type of thing obviously it's. It's debatable. It's not set in stone for me. Like I, it's just something that I think would find yeah. we find entertaining and actually be fun instead of just putting a runner on second base. Oh yeah, and so. the twelfth inning is. I think that's the nice middle point. Yeah, too. absolutely. It's long enough, but it's not like you have to wait until the fifteenth or sixteenth. And, and also, it might therapy. lead people to stay that long to yeah. and stay that long to watch the game. Yeah, like, you want oh, yeah, the twelfth. I want that twelfth inning yeah. instead of like just get through these three innings. Let's just get the home run derby. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See right there. Yep, there Boom. You we solved the problem. Solved the problem. Okay. So there goes our junk ball ghost runner segment right there. That's done. Yeah. And now as we're closing out, our hot take. Yep. And Kev, and this is your turn for a hot take. It's my turn. And I was struggling up until right before this podcast was being recorded on what to exactly my hot take was because I actually didn't think of any until yeah. right before. Yeah. Uh, so b- this- before you start. I think I told you right before we started this podcast that my hot take for the Dodgers is looking pretty pretty good right now. You know, they aren't off it, to a great start. It's early. Diamondbacks are looking good. Padres are looking good. You know, I'm it's, it's for right now, I'm just saying, making I'm just reminding everyone. Okay. Early. Why yeah. did you get pushed back for the Dodgers one? Uh no, I don't th- I only got it back from you, I think. I didn't get it back. Oh. But I'll think you know what? We should probably put uh, the the stuff on Instagram, so that way we can get a feedback from everything. Yeah. I'll start doing that. Well, I don't know how much feedback I'm gonna get from this one, except from maybe Yankees fans, because this is more Yankee fan related. Boo. Uh, the boss, George Steinbrenner, he's adored in in Yankee fandom by many people. Uh, he has his face plastered on a wall in above the bleachers in right center. It says the boss underneath. I think he's one of the most overrated owners in the history of baseball. Whoa. Okay. That's a little bit. Yeah. That surprised me right there. <laughs> and I'm not saying this because I'm not saying this because I don't like George Steinbrenner. I do, but I feel like a lot of the credit has to go to one, the people he was surrounded with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that he got a lot of breaks. So he originally bought the team in the seventies when the Yankees were bad. Correct. Um, and he sunk a lot of money into the enterprise, got the superstars. He got Catfish Hunter. He got Reggie Jackson. He hired Billy Martin. And they got the three straight World Series and won two of them. After that, it was just a class of mismanagement from him through the 80s. He hired and fired Billy Martin like five times. Went through managers like nothing. Uh, a lot of instability and chaos in the organization. And they didn't win anything in that time span. In 1990, he got suspended from Major League Baseball. I do remember that. Because of, uh, it was hiring someone to dig up dirt on Dave Winfield. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was oh a God. lifetime suspension at first, I think. He had to step down, but it, he, it was, he was reinstated after two years. And that two-year time span, 
they drafted Derek Jeter. They got they brought in Bernie Williams. They hired Gene Michael and you know all this management that helped build the Yankees dynasty of the late nineties. Okay. So, and then you know once he came back, I feel like he took a bit of the credit for that. Mm-hmm. And his main hire through that time span was Cashman and Torrey. Now Torrey was ended up being a great hire. It was very controversial at the time. Because Joe Torre had gone so long without even getting to the World Series as a manager, mm-hmm. uh, the Cashman one is you know he's he hasn't done a bad job, but it's definitely been a different mindset and it's not been built quite the same way since those '90s teams. So I still have respect and I like George Steinbrenner for his fiery attitude, but I think he's overrated. Oh, that's very interesting. To be honest. Uh, just to go off what you said, I think the reason why people would think that's hot is because he came in three World Cha- World Series championships right away. That yeah. adds to, you know, they won right away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they had to wait five, ten years. Yeah. Won right away, and so then they have that grace period. So no matter what you do, it's, it's kind of like, you know, with Nick Foles. He won the Eagles' first Super Bowl championship. Oh, it's the same thing with Cashman. He was, Cashman was hired in 98, the same year that they won 114 games. Yeah. And, so you, you know, Cashman yeah. is, uh, he gets a lot of sl- uh, flack, you know, on Twitter and all that type of stuff. I, I'm balanced with Cashman. Like, yeah. I, I'll criticize him when I feel like he needs to be criticized, and I'll, you know, I'll give him the credit when I think he deserves yeah. it. But I don't think he's necessarily the hottest stuff yeah. either. It's kind of like my brother's uh, hot take on Phil Jackson. He thinks he's the most overrated coach in all time because he has Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman on his teams and then when he went to the Lakers he had Kobe and Shaq arguably he had four players in the top 20 all time in his time and then you know when he went to the Knicks he didn't win of course that was with Carmelo and whoever but yeah my brother has thinks Phil Jackson's the most overrated coach you know of all time which I can see when you have Kobe and Jordan who are in my opinion top five with Kobe and Jordan I think Kobe's should be in top five um shout out to Laura Marion Kobe Bryant um, but well, it's the Phil Jackson piece about inheriting, yeah, the success. And while I don't necessarily, yeah, because there was because Stein- there was Phil Collins, uh, not Phil Collins, Doug Collins before, yeah, uh, and he had kind of set the tone for everything with and, Chicago. And while I wouldn't say that Steinbrenner inherited the '70s dynasty, um, I feel like the '90s he definitely did, yeah, especially in that time span where he was not involved in baseball and pulled away from baseball operations for a while after that, yeah. Oh, it looks like uh, Strom's got, a, I'm going to say, a blister on his hand. They're looking at his hand right now. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah, a shame. Got any more on your hot take? No. Uh, I mean, if there's any Yankee fans that listen to this, I'm certainly going to await your feedback. I don't know how strongly you feel about it. I feel like they're going to feel pretty strongly about it because a lot of people love George Steinbrenner. But Yankee fans passionate about something? So weird. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. That uh, that wraps up episode three. This is our third podcast and the Ghost Runner podcast for the junk the jo- junk, junk baller ball. junk baller junk podcast. No, no, I'm trying. Ball. I started saying Ghost Runner podcast. It's not the Ghost Runner podcast. This was the subject. Ghost Runner was a subject of the Junk Baller podcast. So if you have any comments, questions, or you know hot takes of your own, let us know in the comments. We appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time, guys.